I mean, there's a lot of reasons not to take drugs or other alcoholic substances, which I guess is still a drug at work. There's a lot of reasons not to do that. There's also a lot of advocates that say they could do that or it's better or some even may stretch the truth or which I thought was stretching the truth and saying that they work better under the influence. Now, what is under the influence? Let's start with everything. I mean, I've pretty much seen everything at this point and I'm still kind of young. So I just, there's probably new shit that they're gonna come up with that I haven't seen with. We have this bath salts thing, the guy eats other people. That's bad for restaurant business if people just start cannibalizing each other. What the fuck are we gonna feed him? We're gonna have to start killing people and putting them on menus and no, 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 I'm not about that. I like cows and chickens, fish. Anyway, guy comes into work drunk every single day. He drinks every day, whether he's off or he's not. When he's off of work, he drinks twice as much, but he still drinks like a fish. He functions, he's a functioning alcoholic. He has to drink because he gets the sweats, the shakes, whatever it is, if he doesn't for a certain amount of hours. So finally, he got a little too bombed at work and we called him and we said, listen, Tacos, his name was Tacos because he gained a lot of weight. I wonder why. Listen, Tacos, you can't drink at work anymore, man. You can't, can't have you like this. You barely stand. You're drinking half the beer for the onion rings. I gotta fucking make onion rings. What am I gonna do? Okay, chef, I promise. I swear to God, never again. I never I can drink again at work. Never. I swear on my life, my kids. I was like, all right, tacos. We all know we don't have any fucking kids. And your life is gonna be over sooner rather than later if you keep up like this, man. It's dangerous for you. You know, you can't do that shit. I know, chef. I'm so sorry. It's all right, man. Just go, go home, get some sleep. No more drinking at work. Yes, chef. So... I'm at work, his, doing, his end time is three o'clock. At 3.03, I hear the door crash open and something fall through as if like a delivery person brought by a case of romaine or actually rather celery and just tossed it through the door without even like an invoice, anything. I come out and I see tacos and he's on the floor. I was like, holy shit, man, we killed him. Like, fuck, oh man. So tacos, you okay? And he just pukes everywhere. Pukes everywhere. What's up, dude, what are you doing here? What, what am I doing? Where? You go to my house. I was like, I'm not in your house. You're at work, man. Oh, shit. The man knew that he couldn't drink at work. That is what we told him. Do not drink at work. But he knew he had to have alcohol in his system in order to make it through work. So what did we do? We go ahead and filled up on the back end. He, dude, he puked everywhere. We had to take him to the hospital. Holy shit. He must have drank like, I think it was like 640 ounces. Man. That guy, that guy was a loyal line cook. I hope he's out there somewhere still doing his thing, but not drinking as much. Sometimes uh, in the restaurant industry or other industries, you come across people that speak more than one language, which uh, if you know what you're doing can be very beneficial and or unbeneficial, in fact, counterproductive. Um, for instance, when you encounter or when one encounters a person who's very proud of their ESL, which to those of you who are not aware stands for English as a second language, some of them are very, very proud that their language is very good and they know everything they need to know in the English language. My English language better than Einstein's English language. You know, he's smarter than him, even though he was fucking Austrian. 
that's neither here nor there. So um, when I hear an accent, I instinctively try to speak the same language if I know it, of course, as the person carrying said accent. So if I hear a thick Russian accent, I'll speak Russian to them to, in, in an effort to try to make it easy for them, more approachable to make myself and to make it comfortable for them just to be around. What I have found out is that more times than not, people are, they, they take this uh, with um, disrespect. So the guy's trying to tell me that he put the three things on the fourth and then he paid $5 to the guy before and then he came back again for another five. Now I owe him $15. I'm trying to sell this. Слушайте, вы, вы математику забыли, может быть, потому что 5 плюс 5 это будет 10, а не 15. Так как это может быть? Anyway, I'm trying to explain to him that 5 plus 5 is, is 10 and not 15. You only own 10 bucks. You can keep the other five and go, go do your thing. This guy looks at me like I'm the scum of the earth. He goes, excuse me. Do you think that my English is this bad that you have to talk to me in Russian? And what makes you think I am Russian? His ID said Stanislav. You're wearing a um, paratrooper uniform, which is a black and white um, shirt with stripes on it. You have a crew cut and you have military boots tied up to your fucking knee. Meanwhile, you're about 47 years old. So yeah, if you're not Russian, my guess is from Odessa. Then I have no idea what is. Please. This guy says... You're really funny for American guy, man. How you learn Russian good like this? I want to learn English better too, but I already know that it's really good. So it's bullshit that you don't understand me. How much money do I have to give him? 10 or 15? Ah, but I see you do understand math now. So despite being ignorant in two languages, at least we're good in arithmetic. Same thing goes with Spanish people, Hispanic people, I'm sorry. Uh, sometimes when I try to assist them in Spanish, but as it may, as it may, they are much more, uh, they face it with much more gratitude. Um, uh, but to them, <laughs> when you tell them you speak Spanish, that's a go, baby. There is no stopping all that's, that's 10. You're level 10. You, you can't say a little, you, you should say a little, but that just still means yes. Hablas español? Un poquito. Si or no? Um, did you start a lawnmower, sir? Or was that you asking me a question? And God forbid, if they're Dominican, they have not their own dialect, they have their own language. It's crazy. Like, like different countries have different dialects of Spanish. Everyone usually knows the bad words in Mexican, which is where everyone starts. But um, the uh, Dominicans, they talk so fast. Only Dominicans can understand other Dominicans. It's crazy. I was standing next to a Mexican guy, and we're talking a little bit of Spanish, like, Ah, no mames, que pasa todo bien, me lambes, no mames. And then uh, this guy comes up in Nueva York. So I say, oh, lo, lo siento, señor, no, no entiendo mucho de ese dialecto de español. Tal vez mi amigo, eh, José, eh, José was fucking gone. He was gone because he had no, no light to stand on. These people just... It's crazy what they've done, how they speak so fast and how they understand each other. It's almost like a, an auctioneer. So my suggestion is if you hear a accent, try to do as best as you can in English. And if you're going to speak Spanish or another language that you think that they might understand, be fluent in that as well.
An interesting thing that happens in the restaurant industry is uh, mysteries. Little to big, grandiose to minor. Everything from World War II to Grenada. Um, mysteries. They happen all over and no one knows why. Except for the person that causes them. Where the fuck is that tray of faro I cooked? I cooked it this morning at 8 o'clock when I came in. Well, I mean, I mean, logic would probably point to the fact that the pharaoh is exactly where you fucking left it. I'm dead in man. I'm dead in I fucking left it right here in the walk-in. Right here. I walked in. I checked my phone. I fucking deleted the, video, the porno video because it popped up first, like you said. And I fucking left the pharaoh. Where the fuck is the pharaoh now? Somebody took that shit fucking thieves. Carlos, Relax. They're not thieves. They're fucking thieves, Jeff. I swear to God. My second day here on the job, they took my fucking headphones and I don't fucking see them ever again. I see that motherfucker wearing my fucking... Carlos, do you remember what happened to tacos? Please. Let's not get started on that bedroom. Okay, Chef, yeah, you're right. These people get me so fucking angry. I swear to God, I make the pharaoh. You don't believe me. I know. I believe you, Carlos. I believe that you made the pharaoh. I know you did because the pharaoh's missing from the bag. And I also know that you tend to forget where you put things when you get a little worked up. So I need you to calm down, ease off the gas, and we're going to figure this shit out together. Don't worry about it. It's another one of those mysteries. This is not how it actually happened. This is just what I thought in my head happened. In actuality, it kind of just sounded like two baboons yelling at each other without actually throwing feces because we're in a food service establishment with the health department um, nearby. Okay? So... We needed the fucking pharaoh bad, man. We had three salmon on the board. We needed to sell now. I saw the pharaoh with my eyes as chef. Yes, I fucking saw it. He walked by with a big tray and I was like, woohoo, it was great. I don't know where the fuck he put that shit. How am I supposed to know? Now, I could do two things. I could be a chef, get a couple minions to cook some more pharaoh for me while simultaneously getting other minions to look for said missing pharaoh just so I have my shit covered. I could become a minion to look for the pharaoh myself. Or I could entrust Carlos to find it. But last but not least, we always forget the best option to take when we have a mystery. Let it ride. Even if I cooked pharaoh and found minions and blah, 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 we never would have gotten the pharaoh for those three salmon. That table is going to be pissed. <laughs> Hot apps. Give fish to your rice. The crab. We're gonna play the three salmon for this table with Dan while we look for the mysterious Pharaoh disappearance. Is the correct thing to do. I should have done that even before I walked over to to find out that the mystery machine is struck again. We found the Pharaoh. It was on the top rack of the fucking cooling rack. Somebody put a thing of butter on top of it, tray upon tray. Nothing was labeled because it was done early in the morning. Ipso facto mystery solved. Pharaoh found. Good God, we saved 32 cents. People left happy. They love the crab rice with the salmon. It goes well, I agree too, but that's not here. That's not the point, obviously. The point is mysteries. Do you solve the mystery? No. The mystery solves itself. It rolls itself out because the culprit always wants to get caught. It's just like everything else. Serial killers kill, kill, kill until they want to get caught. Except for that one freak, the Zodiac. Probably still alive somehow. You know what I mean? Maybe it's you. 
But if you stop wasting time in solving the mystery and just fix the problem, the mystery won't even need to be solved because it's a fucking 39 cents quart of Pharaoh this time. If the mystery is 13 cases of tenderloin, it's not a mystery, my friend. That's World War fucking three. <laughs> and you're probably going to get fired. I think that everyone gets a prerequisite of three call-outs. Three things you can say to your boss in a spurt of time that's not three hours before your shift, but less, in order to be excused without having actually having a doctor's note. Um, one of that is, of course, a family death. No one is going to ask you for a obituary unless they're fucking dicks, in which case you can just pick any name in the obituary and tell them that it's your grandma or something like that. Alright, so death of a family member. Terrible for karma because, you know, you wouldn't pick maybe an already dead one if you're going to do that. But just just, just just, be a man. Come to work. You know? Two is sickness, but not resulting to a doctor's visit. Now, there are things that will make you not go to a doctor, but still convince people that you're sick. One of those things is um, diarrhea or food poisoning. Um... Everyone claims food poisoning, especially in the restaurant industry, and nobody in the restaurant industry believes food poisoning unless you bring up graphic material. Now, unfortunately, as it sounds, every human being, every adult here has been a kid. And if you really needed to call out of work, and you really needed to, your boss to believe that you're out with the shits, you're going to give him descriptions, and you're going to give him vocals until he says, shut up, stop it, come in tomorrow. You're going to hang up the phone accomplished thinking you've done a lot. You haven't. You're just a 40-year-old that just talked about his bowel movements to another 40-year-old. It's gross. But I understand you. Most bosses you make you go through that as an effort to demean you in front of yourself as if you couldn't do it otherwise. If you guys ever work for me, you don't have to do that shit. You get three call-outs. I don't give a fuck what the reason is. After that, we're going to start asking questions. So the fourth one could mean your ass is at eight. Or the fourth one could mean you're going to get 17 more. Who knows? Maybe you save lives every day. But, um, and the third one, and last but not least, is just disappearing. It's just disappearing. But then the comeback has to be jail. But you can only disappear for a day. So you don't come in. No call, no show. Have to have your phone turned off. And then the next day you have to tell them that you were in jail and some bad stuff happened. And just... Keep it at that. Most bosses won't won't question that because they understand what it's like because they've probably been there. After those three, like I said, we're going to start asking questions. I'm sure everyone else will too. Write-ups will come, yada, yada, yada. Um, But everyone gets three. But the shit that kids these days are coming up with is just outrageous. It's outrageous. They're texting me information about their mothers and their spouses and their allergies. And where they are, what shoulder they broke, and how they have moved, where they cannot move. They've even given me the color of the couch she was laying on. Later on, I found out that the person, his mother had died years ago. And he was just recreating scenarios. He told previous bosses to get out of the job for the same excuse. He was a perpetual excuse 
then there's Southern Industries, a small place. I work in Manhattan. There's a lot of people in that city, but I seem to bump into the same 17 or 18 knuckleheads. And we've seen and heard things too. I'm sure that the New York's finest and bravest have seen and done much better feats and seen way worse things. And for that, I attest them the utmost respect. However, we've we've got some creative motherfuckers over here too. So here are some funny call-outs from our favorite line cooks at their best. Chef, chef, listen, um, listen, um, I, I told you yesterday that um, I, I was talking to the guy, and uh, I was telling the guy, you know, I was telling him to tell you, but uh, you weren't there, because you told me, remember, come back, whoa, 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 what do you mean I told you to come back, I didn't tell you to come back, I never fucking talked to you yesterday, no, when I called the, the phone, I called the hostess, I called the phone, remember, what do you, what hostess phone, guy, I wasn't even here yesterday, I was off premise, doing the thing, JJJ, I called the hostess, to tell she was there, to share was with you, remember the one that you were having, listen, what I am doing with the hostess has nothing idea with you trying to call out of work for the second time in a row, bro, come on, Mendez, come on, you can't fucking do this shit to me, man, it's Saturday again, it's Saturday and you're calling, I'm telling you, man, I was doing the thing with the, with the hostess, I right? say one, and you were telling me to do what the what, I picked up the stuff you asked, but I got stopped by the fucking police, man. I'm fucking arrested right now. They got me in fucking custody. So you're trying to tell me that you went to New Paltz, you picked up the eight the mushrooms I told you to pick up from the cow pile. And then on the way back, the police, the New Paltz police, arrested you. And now they have you in custody. The only thing I would believe is that they have you in custody and they arrested you is that you have your phone. Honestly. That's the only saving grace you have, that for a shred of belief. But you're calling from a 212 number, so you're fucking fired, Mendez. I'll see you never. Mendez pretends that shit never happened, comes into work the next day. It's Monday. Of course, they're all here on time, clocked in because they need more hours. Mendez, I fucking told you, bro. I fucking told you you're fired. Chef, I got to stop. I got a thing right there. I don't care about the stuff. I don't want them anymore. And plus, you don't have the stuff. That's bullshit because you were never in Newport. Oh, man. I cannot believe you do me like this. You know what, Chef? I quit. Okay, Mendez. Fine. Leave. You quit. Goodbye. No, but I changed my mind. I want to work again. Mendez, get the fuck out of my kitchen. Listen, man. You can't do like that to me. Mendez, get the fuck out of my kitchen before I make you leave. All right. Julio, can you please work Friday today? Oh, man, this is a fucking bullshit, man. Why are you going to fucking fire the idiot that didn't get you the drugs you wanted and now I got to work his fucking station? This shit is never set up. Because I am asking you nicely in front of all these people to please work the fry station. I'm not working the fry station today. No. Okay, then you can get the fuck out of my kitchen. Fine, I go. Anyone else? I not want to work the fry station today. Humberto, um, you seem not to be saying anything you want. Can you please work the fire station? No. You're going to leave too. Yeah, I go with him. All right. So the three of you can get the fuck out of my kitchen right now before I get even angrier than I am right now. Again, this doesn't sound exactly like this, 
This kind of just sounds like three chimpanzees grunting, trying to hump um, a female chimpanzee, and then a large baboon yelling at all of them while throwing their feces because we're not open yet and the health department is not near and we are a food service establishment, but for all intents and purposes, there was no real feces. The three of them leave, Humberto, Mendez, and the fucking third guy, I don't even remember his name. I think it was like Jaden or some shit. So we carry on service. It was a rough fucking work day. I mean, we had to, you know, do some things we never really had to do before on Friday. Bend some corners. Make some things happen. Sacrifice a couple limbs. But we made it through because we're a restaurant. And every restaurant is, at the end of the day, a restaurant. If a hospital fails, everyone in it dies. If a restaurant fails, a table get, gives a bad review on Yelp. It's not that serious. 90% of the time, it's not even the restaurant's fault. It's just the fucking guy can't get his dick up or he fucked the wrong guy's mom or some shit. That's why the couple is angry behind their Yelp review. We made it through. The funny thing is, it's Tuesday. The three of them come back to work. I was off. My sous chef's there. Two of them, three of them come back into work, clock in. I can't believe they still had their numbers. But the admin was, I just, you know, it was a busy day. Like, nothing can happen. Like, I sent them home for the day. <laughs> you know, when I got the call from my sous chef, I got in my fucking car. I drove over there. And I remember coming in. And I opened the door. And I punched them out. And I came in their time shits. And I said that your number has been erased from the records. This time that you just worked was for free. And if they didn't leave, I would call the police. Humberto, poor kid, started crying. Because he was just on the last on the board train. He just thought he was getting the day off. The first two guys were, you know, riding the rebellion. He figured, hey, you're gonna, chef's going to hang them. I'm, I'm good. I'll just get the fucking Monday off. But I had to hang all three of them to show a point. Like, if I tell you to get the fuck out of my kitchen, I really don't want you to come back. Um, if you're going to quit your job, make sure it's for good. Make sure it's a bridge you want to burn. And if you're going to do it, burn the shit out of that bridge, man. Everyone always talks about it, but no one actually ever fucking does it. I'm going to take a piss on the expo. I know you're not. Because you want that unemployment. You want the chef to fire you for insubordinates and you can try to sue the company and blah, 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 blah. That's what it's about these days. Not back in the day when you would just punch the motherfucker you didn't like in the face and walk out the door. Not expecting your last paycheck, by the way. I miss those days. <laughs> Nowadays, everything's more civil. Everything has to do with three write-ups. Although the law states you can fire somebody just by the drop of a hat. You can't fire them because of discrimination, but you can fire them for an undisclosed reason. You know? <laughs> That's great. I'm not firing you because you're yellow, sir. I'm firing you because I'm allergic to yellow. Thank you. Have a good day. I'm not firing you because you're Hispanic, sir. I'm firing you because you can't speak English. Well... <laughs> every loophole that we find someone else finds a bigger or smaller or more grandiose loophole to put that loophole through so they can get some more juice out of the loop but the more loopholes we make we're putting ourselves into a corner that we're not going to be able to crawl out of who at the end is going to fight the battle that wins all the money in court <laughs> I wonder where this is going this system is so big becoming corporations that rule the world. It's going to be interesting in the next couple of decades. 
if we're not all dead.